Welcome to a Longer Table podcast, a space for real and sometimes hard conversations that will often challenge your perspective and always empower you to pull up more seats around your own table. I'm your host, Amanda Carpenter. Let's dive in. Today, I want to talk about feelings. So many messages are out there about our feelings, and I think that it can be really complicated to navigate them. For example, on one end of the table of this conversation, you have people who are like, don't listen to your feelings. They'll lead you astray. Feelings are bad. Like, stick to truth. And then on the other side of this conversation, you have people who are like, your feelings are valid. Pay attention to them. Like, they're real, and and you can, you know, pay attention to them and Yeah. So it's hard to be like, okay, what do I do? I have all these feelings. How do I navigate this? And I was spending some time reflecting on my life and my journey and thinking about this. And I was also reading about the fruits of the spirit in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And I I just decided that I would share with you kind of what I arrived at. I'm not saying that I have like figured something revolutionary out and I'm sharing it with you today, but I hope it gives you something to chew on. Okay. So I've, I've figured out for me, that my feelings complicate, my mind justifies, but the fruit is fact. The fruit of a relationship or of something that I'm doing is just the natural result, and it can't be manipulated or um, coerced. It's It just simply is, and it's the truth. So let me explain what I mean by that. I want to back up and tell you a quick story about a guy that I was dating in high school. Okay. So we were dating. I thought he was amazing. Just like any normal dating relationship in the beginning, I definitely didn't ever see the end of that relationship. I mean, this guy was kind and hardworking. I definitely thought he was loyal. Joke was on me. Uh, but he made me laugh. He did really romantic gestures. It made me feel really special. So we had this great relationship in the beginning. But as time went on, things began to shift. I was spending a lot of time with him, but it never seemed to be enough. And he would get upset with me when I didn't text him back right away, even though I couldn't be on my phone during track practice or cheerleading. He, um, you know, he wanted me to spend more time with him. And it was getting to a point where I was spending less and less time with my girlfriends. My mom was concerned, right? There was all these red flags, so to speak. But my mind was so convinced that we were good together because he was perfect on paper. And my feelings were like, you know, I love this guy. I care about him. And so I let the relationship drag out, which I was notorious for doing. And things got really complicated. We began to fight a lot because I felt he was too needy. I had drama with my girlfriends because you know, they felt like I totally just abandoned them. My mom and I were arguing more. I was falling behind on schoolwork. I was performing terribly on the track team that year. And in hindsight, it's really easy to see this was all directly correlated to my relationship with him. But we stayed together because, you know, sometimes you're so in the thick of something that you can't see what you'll end up seeing in hindsight. And we stayed together for three reasons. First, because my mind lied. My mind justified, uh, you know, he'll change, just give it time or, you know, oh, I, I'll regret it if I break up with him, I'll miss him. 
And then secondly, my feelings were confused. My feelings were all over the place, right? Our feelings complicate everything. I loved my friends, but I was actually annoyed with them. I felt like they didn't understand what I was going through or or that maybe they just never had experienced a relationship like he and I had. My feelings were confused about him because again, I loved him. We had all these great memories together and I didn't want to lose him. And I think fear is a real thing that creeps in when you're in a relationship uh, because you start to think like, about the very best parts of that relationship. And you're like, but what if I never find that again? Right? So feelings were all over the place and super confusing. But ultimately, when I think back to that relationship, the reason we stayed together as long as we did and I didn't end the relationship, even when I think deep down at my core, I knew I should have, was because I was not paying attention to the fruit. And the fruit is the stuff that is born that, again, you can't manipulate, you can't um, conjure up. It, it just is. And so if I would have been paying attention, the fruit was really clearly rotten. Like who I became throughout that relationship was not a more joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, good, gentle version of myself. Uh, the fruits of the spirit were not flowing out of me. If anything, um, it was the exact opposite. And I was turning into a version of myself that was not as nice and not as patient. And um, it was not good, right? There was all this drama. And then same thing in all the other areas of my life. Like I, the fruit of my relationship with him led me to fall behind in school, led me to perform worse in my sports, led my relationships to have turmoil and my relationship with my mom. And so if I would have paid attention and if I would have used the fruits of the spirit sort of as a litmus test, it might have helped me get out of that relationship a lot faster, a lot sooner. So I was just thinking about this and reflecting on other times that I've seen this happen throughout my life. Um, You know, how often has my mind justified my decision to pull a sleepless night in order to finish a project? Like my feelings of pride and invincibility are cheering me on. So my mind justifies, oh, I can pull another sleepless night to finish this project. My feelings of pride and invincibility are like, yeah, you can do it. But the fruit bore from that, which is ultimately me being a workaholic, the fruit bore from that is just me being unhealthy, stressed out and exhausted. And even though the work might get completed, it's crappy work. And so it's unripe fruit. Okay. Or how often have my feelings confused me into staying in a friendship that disrespected my boundaries and left me feeling spent? So, so for example, like my mind might talk me out of having a hard conversation with a friend because my mind wants to concentrate on all the good memories that we've had together and kind of disregard all this like less pleasant stuff that's coming up. And so I justify, you know, I don't want to have this conversation and we have all these great memories together. My feelings get confused, but the fruit bore from staying in a toxic friendship is a defeated and annoyed Manda who's increasingly resentful. It's moldy fruit. So we've got this unripe fruit, this moldy fruit, right? If we would just pay attention to the fruit, which is often glaringly obvious, yet we disregard it because of the reasoning in our minds and the feelings that complicate everything, um, how, how often might we be able to pivot in our relationships or start paying attention to ourselves in ways that that we need to, but we we just don't like this is something I just was thinking about. I was like, okay, feelings totally serve a purpose and our minds are powerful and given to us as a gift from God. So like they serve a purpose. 
And so it's like, what do I do when my mind is justifying but my fe- and my feelings are complicating things? Pay attention to the fruit. Uh, the fruit that is from the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you're finding in your life that you are struggling with those, that, that they're not naturally pouring out of you, that should be a sign to take a deeper look at what you're doing and how you're living your life and who you're spending your time with. And if you're not spending enough time with God or in meditation or in solitude, perhaps, you know, perhaps there's a direct correlation with your lack of patience or your lack of kindness. Um, so Eric and I, at the start of every new year, we take time to evaluate and assess our lives like really under a microscope. And we break down our lives through categories, friendship, marriage, career, habits, service to others, just to name a few examples. And as we look at each one, we discuss how we're feeling and what we believe needs intentional changes. But you can talk about how you're feeling. Like I can, again, I am an optimist and I love seeing life with a, you know, the glass half full. So it's really easy for me to be like in that moment, like our marriage is so good. It's been such a good year. And I can feel that way. But I need to be honest, like there are times where it's like, yes, our marriage is good, but ooh, we really got to work on these things and this is a problem. And so one of the first things we try to do is we count the fruit, okay? So the fruit of our friendships, the fruit of our marriage, the fruit of our 40 hours of week, the fruit of our habits, our service to others, our faith. And if the fruit's not there or the fruit is moldy and unripe, that's a sign. And so let me try to give you an example of that. As, as I assessed at the beginning of 2020, as I reflected back on 2019 and I was counting the fruit of my friendships, I noticed, and some of you who've been following me online for a while know I've talked a lot more in the last six months or so about friendships because I went through some hard things. And, and so this will totally make sense to you. But I counted the fruit in my friendships. And what I found was that there were certain friends in my life that I was not a better version of myself the more time I spent with them. And I didn't feel like our friendship was adding any fruit into the world. It wasn't adding any value or fruit into the world. Um, I looked at my habits and I counted the fruit and I was like, okay, let me write down like 10 of the habits that I know I have. And some of those habits were you know, scrolling aimlessly on my phone or checking my phone more than I want to. Obviously, the fruit of that was non-existent. There was no good fruit coming from it. And so I had to put some things in place to help me eliminate my aimlessly scrolling and constantly checking social media. Another habit could be going and getting Starbucks just whenever it sounded good, whenever I felt like it. Again, that's where my feelings can lead me astray. Like I don't actually need an iced mocha every single day. One, it's a waste of money. There's no good fruit coming from just like spending frivolously like that. And two, I just started to notice, ooh, I think I'm when I don't feel good or when I have a bad day, I want to go to a piece of chocolate or a Starbucks drink, right? So some people do it with alcohol and then it becomes super problematic. It can also become problematic even if it doesn't seem dangerous in in the sense that it's just another Oreo. It's just another piece of chocolate, right? But I had to assess, honestly, the fruit of my habits. 
my service to others. Um, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but after I stopped working at our church to do what I'm doing now full time, I committed to serving in the toddler's room at church. Like I love kids. And I told myself like, especially leaving my job, I was like, oh, this is the right thing to do. And you know what? Serving other people always feels good. And so the problem was that whenever I was showing up to serve, I was in a crabby mood. I wasn't giving the kids or the other volunteers my best. I wasn't serving from a place of overflow. Like it wasn't like I I was serving because I genuinely wanted to show up and give back. I, uh, despite my reasoning and motivation, there was no fruit coming from this experience. So I think it's really important that when we assess and we pay attention to the fruit instead of just our feelings, then we might even have to cut things out, even good things like serving or or put them on pause for a while. And so my challenge to you this week is just to consider how are the seeds of love, joy, peace, patience, all the fruits of the spirit named in, Gen- in uh, Galatians, not Genesis, how, how do those seeds of of beautiful and wonderful things, how are they being planted in you in each day? Because it won't just magically appear. So they're, they're gathered, they're planted. And, and when it comes to the fruits of the spirit, you don't get what you don't seek. Let me repeat that. When it comes to the fruits of the spirit, you don't get what you don't seek. So if you aren't intentionally desiring to be more loving, more joyful, more peaceful, more patient, more kind. I don't think you, it'll just happen. Um, what I, I don't mean to say that you have to strive for these things that, that is, that would be a miss. So I'm not saying that you have to strive for these things, but I really believe that you don't get what you don't seek. And in order to seek it out and to get these things and to see them organically coming out of you and oozing out of you, you're going to have to make changes, right? Or at least I've found that I have to make a lot of changes. We together have to make changes. And so if you aren't doing the work of assessing and paying attention to the fruit, I just want to encourage you to do that. Take a really, uh, take inventory in your life. Uh, Again, look at your romantic relationship or your marriage. Look at your friendship. Look at your 40 hours of work a week. Look at your habits. Look at your service to others. And instead of just paying attention to your feelings, pay attention to the fruit. Because what you might also find is that sometimes your feelings are like negative or less pleasant, but the fruit is there. Like, to be honest, I don't always feel like spending time with God. I don't always feel like opening up my Bible and reading. And right now I'm reading through the Bible just chronologically, very organically without a plan. And I'm in the Old Testament. And to be honest, like the Old Testament bores me and I don't always enjoy it. However, Exodus was full of drama and crazy. And I was like, holy cow, this is reality TV. Uh, But I don't always feel like doing it. However, the fruit is there. I see the fruit after I spend time in the word and after I spend time in prayer. And so if I only paid attention to my feelings, I wouldn't spend time in scripture because it doesn't always feel fun or feel good. It's kind of boring sometimes but I see the fruit. So it goes both ways. And I just wanted to make that clear that our feelings can complicate, our minds can justify, but the fruit is fact. The fruit is uh, just what you cannot manipulate or or make on your own. It, it just is, and it just evolves and comes right out of you. And so if you're wondering like which feelings to pay attention to and what to, uh, how to discern, that's my encouragement for you. 
I hope this was helpful. Always reach out if you have questions after you listen to an episode or if you totally disagree. I also would love to hear from you. That's what this podcast is all about, creating a longer table, inviting uh, different opinions and perspectives into our lives. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to leave a review. It helps other people find this podcast. I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening and go pay attention to your fruit. Thank you.